It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. While potential Case Keenum revenge game could be in the makings in Buffalo and where the Vikings landed ESPN's latest power rankings, it's all coming up next on Superior Sports Talk. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now it's Superior Sports Talk with CARE 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. It's 30 minutes every day and it's all the Minnesota sports you need. It's Superior Sports Talk and it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for our Lockdown Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's the man, Reggie Wilson, back from D.C. Check him out on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV and on CARE 11. You were in D.C. for the game. What was the vibe like? Kirk comeback game? I saw a lot of purple in the stands on TV. Yeah, you know, the vibe was nice, man. Like, those D.C. fans are... Rowdy, I know we talk a lot about mm-hmm. like the Philly fans and and you know those guys, but those DC fans, man, they they bring it, man. It's tough because they really haven't had a whole lot to root for, you know, in the last few decades, really. Of Washington, you know, first it was the other name, the football team, now the Commanders. Mm-hmm. And they got a little cocky on Sunday and uh bit them in the butt. Yeah, I think the last time they've been excited was with a Kirk Cousins-led team. He brought them to one playoff game anyways. Kirk, by the way, just breaking the internet right now. So lots to get into. <laughs> lots to get into. But first, remember, follow along Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. And on Twitter, give us a follow. It's at LockedOnMIN. Remember, we're a podcast, too. Free and available, all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it. We got it. Tons of great choices over there, too. You got the Ron Johnson show. You got the football party and more. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button and drop us a five-star review. All right. To football we go. Reg, Sam and I, we tried to break it all down yesterday. We'll kind of pick up where Mm -hmm. we left off. Vikings 20, Commander 17. Minnesota comes back from down 10 in the fourth quarter to win its sixth consecutive one-score game. Vikings are 7-1. and one. Four fourth-quarter come-from-behind wins this season for your Minnesota Vikings. Second-best team record-wise in the NFL. Ron Johnson likes to say, I told you so. Like, he called all this. But nobody saw this coming, Reg. Like, they've got seven in the dub column. But only one of those wins was convincing the rest. Kind of cardiac killers, down-to-the-wire stressors. But what's your takeaway on the Vikings 2022 team, just in general, as a whole, now that we're at the halfway mark? They are what their record says. They are seven and one, six straight wins. They continue to come from behind and they continue to get these breaks. Like there were times during that game on Sunday where they just looked lifeless. They looked dead to the waters. Like give it up. The streak was coming to an end. And all of a sudden the fourth quarter happened and they just turned it on. And so at some point you just think you're like, look, 
they're not going to continue to be able to play with fire like that and not get burned. But as of right now, we have not had to bring out the extinguishers because they continue to win. You know, after the game, Justin Jefferson was doing his uh, video for the mm -hmm. Vikings, and he was like, it's a tough dub, a tough dub. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they all are <laughs> for one reason or another. And it's so interesting because at times during this win streak, you know, the offense has just gone away. Sunday was not necessarily just like, you know, the plays weren't working. Sunday was just like an execution problem. You know, there were drops. There were just uncharacteristic things. You know, Kevin O'Connell was drawing up plays that was working, but they didn't work because the Vikings didn't execute them well enough. And that was what was probably the most frustrating if you're a Vikings fan watching on Sunday because they had chances to really go up and put this game away. The defense was balling. I think the defense is coming into his own, mm -hmm. getting sacks, getting they had drive after drive after drive where they were shutting Heineke and that commander's offense down but only so many times can you do that without your own offense not producing and so I think you are just waiting to see them put together a complete performance every week it's the same thing we're like why do you guys keep playing these teams so close and everybody's like Man, we wish in some of these games we would just be able to put them away sooner, but, you know, at least we're getting the dub. And it's like, how many times can that happen before you're just like, I don't know, because you look at the schedule, and especially these next two, you know, you think about Buffalo, you think about Dallas, and you're like, well, I don't know if they're going to get that luxury. Then you hear about Allen possibly having an elbow injury, and you're like, get out of here for real Stop is that it. how this season is gonna Stop. is gonna go you know so i i just i wonder how long they can keep things like this up because there are several opponents on the schedule where you're looking and you're like man i don't know that they could play a game like this like you look at the schedule like i said the next two eh, you play against the patriots New on thanksgiving you play against the colts you play against Jets, uh, the Jets, the Giants. Maybe you can play those type of games like that with them. You play against mm -hmm. Chicago, against Detroit, you know, maybe Green Bay. But there are some opponents coming up, especially, that things could get out of hand quickly if they don't come with it early and often. And they always start well. Like that first scripted drive, like KLC is money. When they're in the red zone, KLC is money. It's after that, or it's getting to that red zone that sometimes leaves a little bit to be desired. But right now, they are who they say they are, and they're seven and one, and you can't really complain too much about that. Yeah, there are certain ebbs and flows that you just can't see in the box score or on paper, but when you're there and watching it, there's just ebbs and flows throughout every NFL game, and it certainly seems like when they're on, they are on fire, but when they're in that little lull, man, and sometimes it goes on for a quarter, two quarters, sometimes even longer, they seem to really struggle. I think that's when you hear Kevin O'Connell in the locker room during the week talking to the mm -hmm. media, trying to figure things out. I got to get better too. I feel like when yeah. I hear him say that, that's what 
what he's talking about, stopping those lulls, because they're inevitable. Mm-hmm. They're going to happen to every team, but just limiting them to a shorter time frame, I think, is the big thing. Luck was thrown out a ton for the first couple wins and weeks for the Vikings, uh, whether it's fans mm-hmm. or the media, national media, you name it. I just don't think you can call it luck anymore at this point, right? Because in the NFL, luck runs out in those final two minutes of the games and the halves. Your luck runs out after maybe a game or two. You you don't collect this many dubs like this just right. purely off luck. Vikes are doing something right more times than not. And more times than not, it's led by the quarterback. You know, it'd be one thing if it was a fluky special teams play or a pick six or a scoop and score. It's the quarterback more times than not, which tells me he is the catalyst when the game's mm-hmm. on the line. Vikes now five and a half game lead in the NFC North. That's the largest in the league. Something that helped Big Kirko Sunday. And a guy I honestly don't know if they win this game without him was TJ Hawkinson. Sam and I kind of broke him mm-hmm. down a little bit yesterday. You were there. I want to get your take on him. Rolls into Egan Tuesday night. By Sunday, he's putting up nine catches on nine targets, five of them first downs. Played 91% of the snaps, which blew my mind. If that's what he looks like after five days, I can't wait to see him after five weeks. This offense can be a top what, Reg, in the NFL when TJ Hawkinson is fully acclimated into the system and playbook. Top five. And real quick, is there anybody in the league that looks more like he belongs on a team than TJ Hawkinson does for the Vikings. He literally looks like the Vikings logo. He literally looks like the Vikings logo. If Hollywood was making a movie out of the Vikings, they wouldn't even need a casting call. They would just, this is our guy. This is the main guy. This is the lead actor right here. He looks like a Minnesota Viking. Like he's got the whole like Norse thing going. Like he just, it, it fits it just fits and here's the thing we know that kirk cousins likes throwing to his tight ends you know so much so that you know earlier this season he's throwing to johnny munt ben ellison you know picking up first downs like that he he loves that you know tyler conklin's not here anymore you know irv went out what i saw on sunday was a guy who can bail this offense out you know things aren't going well Look, that it's hard to defend everybody that they're throwing out there. You may have a guy on Jefferson or two, on Jefferson, on Thielen, on Osborne, but then all of a sudden you got Hawkinson coming out, you know, flanked or, you know, running up the seam and you got a linebacker or a safety trying to cover him one-on-one. That's barbecue chicken all day. And I think that was something that I saw on Sunday. Whenever this offense maybe gets in a bind, maybe gets in a rut, moving forward, I think that they can call upon Hawkinson to get them a first down when they need it or get them a big play when they need it. First catch of the game was for 19 yards, and it just kind of sucked the life out of the, the FedEx field crowd. And when you have a guy who can do that, that is scary because they have so many weapons. And it seems like every week there's somebody different, you know, whether it's KJ, whether it's Kirk himself. On Sunday, it was Dalvin Cook, incredible one-hand touchdown for him in the back of the end zone. But then now, you know, as good of a play caller as KOC is in the red zone, and now you add Hawkinson to the mix, and now you're, you're looking at like, oh man, not only do we have to defend Jefferson, Oh, not only do we have to defend Thielen. Oh, not only do we have to defend KJ Osborne. 
oh man, we even got to defend Dalvin out of the backfield. He might jump out on a wheel route and catch one on us. Oh yeah, now we got to account for TJ Hawkinson too. Like it's just so many weapons. And you look back at like the Rams offense when it was humming. And, you know, especially last year when they won the Super Bowl, you know, you any given day, you know, you had to stop Cup. You had to stop OBJ, Van Jefferson, Higby. Like, this is of that same ilk. And it's scary hours right now. I think TJ Hawkinson was a great, great addition to this team. And he's already showing that he's going to pay dividends in this offense. They call him a security blanket for a reason, right? For quarterbacks, mm -hmm. they need one. You need a good one. Cousins hasn't had a great security blanket since Kyle Rudolph. And now all of a sudden you bring in what feels like Kyle Rudolph 2.0, just a younger, more athletic Kyle Rudolph and certainly mm. paid huge dividends in his first game. Quasi, by the way, looking like a genius right now. What a bold oh move goodness. that takes in the middle of the season to be like, well, this isn't how we plan things, but here we are and, and we see an opportunity in a wide open NFC and we're six and one. We got to make a move, man. If he's available, let's go get him, especially inside the division. This is a legitimate top five offense in the league right now. I'm with you. I really do. Uh, that's how complete of a unit, top to bottom, just like you just explained. It's just a matter of executing for four quarters, mm -hmm. like we talked about previously, and finding a way to get, I think, more consistency in the run game. Easy to say off that Washington game, but granted, too, and you were there, Washington's defensive line, and, and we don't have time to get into it today, but... They're, they were tremendous, man. Jonathan Allen was an absolute beast. And as Sam mentioned yesterday, they got Chase Young coming back here in the next few weeks. So sometimes you just got to mm -hmm. give credit where credit's due. Reg, you're a big Cam Bynum guy. Uh, he was one of my bold predictions. I thought he was going to ball out this year. He's been pretty solid. I've seen him on Twitter actually quote tweeting you. So you guys must be tight, okay? You were there live <laughs> when the ref took him out in that bizarre cue the circus music kind of play. What was your initial thoughts on how that went down? Because if we lose the game that's all anyone's talking about all week you know what's interesting is i know the refs have to be out there to patrol the field and make sure that you know all is well but there has to be something that can be done when a ref accidentally interferes with the play because that just didn't seem fair there was three guys down mm -hmm. there heineke just threw up a prayer that was a yolo throw that he's like, uh, Curtis Samuel's down there somewhere. And like Cam Bynum was going to be in great position to pick that off. That was going to be a nice interception for him. Nice stat. Why, At the why very did he least make that throw? Down. Three Vikings back there. I, I just can't even believe it. At the very least, it was it was a knockdown. I think he was trying to do something to make a, you know, make a spark. That offense really mm -hmm. wasn't doing much. Mm -hmm. And he was like, look. We're just going to be aggressive. I'm just going to throw it up, throw it out there. Curtis Samuel's down there somewhere. And Cam Bynum was going to, at the very least, have a knockdown there. He was playing the ball, clearly wasn't even looking at the ref. There has to be something that can be done. I don't know if you redo the play. I don't know that the play is dead right there. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Because at, at some point, with these type of plays, like we've kind of seen a few this this season where mm -hmm. the ref has just kind of been in the way. And it's like, if you blow the play dead right there, then now that makes the offense at a disadvantage. Now they're upset. If you redo the play, 
then, you know, maybe both teams are upset at that because now it's just like, well, we wouldn't have to redo the play if the ref would have just known to get the heck out of the way. I, that, I really don't know what to say about that. But, like, in the moment, if you're a Vikings fan, you are hot. You are heated. You are hot. Because, like, that that was a, a potential game-changing play. Absolutely. For this commander's team. Injected some life into there. Because you look at it. If he picks that ball off, yeah, momentum swing. swings quickly. Yeah. Because you just started the half. You know, mm-hmm. some some fans are still coming back with their hot dogs, you know, from mm-hmm. halftime, trying to get back to their seats. And all of a sudden, you know, you're dropping your hot dog on the on the ground because you're you're cheering for the touchdown. You could have been hey, dropping your hot bucks, dog on dude. the ground. Yeah, you, drop, you could have been dropping bucks, your twelve dollars, you know, wasting your twelve dollars the other way, being upset for an interception. And, you know, who knows, like that could have been a potential like 14 point swing or something like mm-hmm. that. Cause maybe, maybe KOC draws something up and takes them all the way down the field and they score a touchdown. And now this is a different ball game. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't, I don't really know what the solution to that is. I don't know. I don't to, know either what to say uh, about that, but the press box was just kind of like, st- we were all just like, did that really just, ha-? you know, that gift with doc rivers where he's just like my favorite. That that's how everyone pretty much was. You heard Cam Bynum after the game was like, I, I, "I'm not gonna lie to you, I was furious right away." But ref came over right away. He apologized, accepted the apology. I put it in my back pocket <laughs> and we moved on. Do? Like, what are you gonna do, man? What, but also, what are you gonna do if you let that mentally affect the rest of your game? Like, you gotta let it go. Yeah. You gotta you got a whole second half to play, uh, and you're Mental right. That Vikings defense. Definitely, yeah, mental toughness. That Vikings defense certainly stepped up big in that second half. Where does KOC land in the coach of the year category? I know Brian Dable is right near the there. top. Miami's Mike Daniels is near the top. But, I mean, KOC already beat Miami and Mike Daniels, granted, for some backup quarterback. They're going to play Brian Dable and the Giants here soon. I guess Nick Sirianni and the Eagles has to be in the discussion, I would think, just because they're undefeated. But as it sits now, I mean, where does he fit in the mix? Does he have a good chance? When you look at the rest of the schedule, which does get tough, as we previous mentioned, um, do you think he's got a shot to actually win this thing? Yeah, I, if, if I'm going right now, I'm putting him right behind Sirianni for coach mm-hmm. of the year. You know, th- that team is doing a little bit more than, you know, Buffalo or Kansas City or the Giants or even the Jets. Like, you, you got to throw Robert Sala in there as well. They just beat the the Buffalo Bills. Like, he's doing a heck of a job with a, a quarterback that's not necessarily all that great this year. And so – you look at the the scope of these teams and you you got to give it to them, you know? But it, you look at Mike McDaniel down in, in Miami and, like, look, he's fighting just to even, you know, get the – like, that is a three-team race right there between the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. That's the Dolphins wild. have to keep Ooh. winning to to try to get into the, the playoffs, you know? Then you got the the Patriots still kind of, you know, creep creeping as well. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's going to be tough. But when you look at it, what do you say? Five and a half game lead in the division. Like KOC mm-hmm. is coaching his bleepity bleep off, and I think you have to put him right there behind behind Sirianni. Sirianni's the only coach that he's lost to this year, and so you look at what the Eagles are doing, and it's incredible. I don't anticipate them going undefeated all this season, but we'll see what happens. But 
if if they like fall off or there's a lull or or whatever happens, I think KLC is right there in his first year doing the daggone thing in Minnesota. He's not going to win it, but you know who I would throw a vote for? This guy traded away his Hall of Fame quarterback. Everybody left this team for dead. All they've done with the backup Geno Smith is dominate 6-3, and three, top of the NFC West, crush the best draft class out of all 32 teams. And now next year, by the way, they got four top 60 picks as well. Wow. Pete Carroll, I know wow. he's not going to win it, yeah. but Pete Carroll has done just a phenomenal job. Heck That's probably job. the biggest surprise of the NFL entirely is what happened between the Seahawks and the Broncos for both good and bad. Yeah. Vikings now 14-1 to to win the Super Bowl after that 7-1 and start. Vikings open the week, nine-point underdogs on the road, outdoors taking on Josh Allen. We'll get to that in a second. And the Buffalo Bills over-under, Currently sitting at 47 and a half. Make sure to keep tabs all season long and check those odds out and more with BetOnline. BetOnline.net, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Stats, news, info, you want it, they got it. NFL, NBA, even MMA and UFC. BetOnline makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. Go to BetOnline.net today to learn more. That's BetOnline.net where the game starts. And remember, when you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day in the Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Lockdown Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review or... Find our videos on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. You can also find us now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just download our Lockdown Sports Minnesota app and enjoy all our content and daily shows for free at your fingertips any day, anytime. All right, back to the Vikings here real quick, just to round up. We decided it's not luck anymore at this point, right? I mean, you, you win that many games, it can't be just pure luck. But they are playing with some sort of magic now because this week, the game everyone circled at the beginning of the year, that road trip to Buffalo, huge underdogs. Now, all of a sudden, sounds like Bills could be without their superstar quarterback, Josh Allen, who it sounds like could be looking at possible Tommy John surgery after getting hit versus the Jets Sunday, which then would lead to, of course, a Case Keenum revenge game. Huge Huge win from the likely nine-point underdogs to possible favorites on the road in Buffalo. Just can't make it up. There's just something weird going on with this Viking season. Any latest at all, Reggie, from Josh Allen in that injury? And if they were to face their former quarterback, should the Vikings be favorite despite being on the road? Still against a really good Buffalo team. Yeah, you know, Case Keenum to Stefan Diggs recapturing that <laughs> oh my Minneapolis gosh. miracle magic, you know, I, I don't know. You know, this is interesting. And I've been checking in with my friends in Buffalo. They're just kind of not sitting on their hands. They're just kind of figuring out what's going on, just like everybody else waiting on on pins and needles to see what's going on with Josh Allen. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a medical mystery or maybe it's just adrenaline. But that injury happened. And on that last throw of his game on Sunday, he threw one freaking arm cannon like 70 yards through the air, fell incomplete, but rope. just a ridiculous throw. And after the game, he was like, I'm in a little bit of pain, but I'll be all right. 
and it's just like, well, you know, is it sprained? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. That was a nasty, like, it bent back kind of nasty on that mm-hmm. hit. And so I, I don't know what to think about that. But how about it, man? Like, I think if you're a Vikings fan, you do want to see them play Josh Allen at their at their best because you want to see, agree. like, okay, toe-to-toe against a team with their, you know, complete best. I think that was why the Philly game was such a disappointment because you're like, man, like, I know the Vikings – can match up a little bit better with Philly, but, like, Philly just did whatever they wanted to do. I think this was the next, like, big litmus test, like, okay, against the team that, you know, people have as Super Bowl favorites, whatever, whatever, like, this would be the game to see, like, okay, where do the Vikings match up? Where do they stack up? You're talking Super Bowl and all this stuff. What's up? Here we go. That being said, even without Josh Allen, like, this team is still scary. You know, you insert Case Keenum, maybe the offense isn't as explosive, but he's still got Diggs, Davis, Knox. You know, they they added Naheem Hines. That that's that's a still a scary offense, in my opinion. And the defense, that that didn't change. Mm-hmm. They still got Tredavious White. You know, you still got Von Traymon Miller. Edmonds, I'm scared stud. of him. Yep. Yeah, and, and Matt Milano if he plays. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm still I'm still looking at that Buffalo team and like, okay, maybe the quarterback changes, you know, how much the Vikings are, you know, favored by or favored, you know, to to lose by. But that's still a tough team, in my opinion, and that's still not going to be an easy game for them. Just looking at some connections here. You got Case Keenum, possible revenge game. Stephon Diggs, revenge game factor going on. James Cook playing his brother, Dalvin Cook. That's going to be fun. Harrison Phillips goes back home to Buffalo, the defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. So a lot of games within the game, a lot of good storylines this week. All right, weekly tradition on the show, ESPN's latest power rankings released this AM. Vikings now the fourth best team, moving up one spot behind who else? Eagles, Chiefs, Bills. So if you've got what feels like, according to these rankings, should be the game of the week with number three versus number four this Sunday. Cowboys on the bye. They drop down to number five. Cowboys, the fifth best team in the NFL, huh? Kind of surprised me a little bit. More than anything else, though, it's not so much their offense. Their defense, though, is so impressive with Micah Parsons. Absolute machine, man. Just a terminator on that D-line. Trevon Diggs, obviously, a playmaking ball hawk back there, too. Dolphins, six. Ravens, seven. Then check this out. New York Jets and Seattle Seahawks, eight and nine, running out the top ten, just like we all predicted. Quick thoughts on the rankings here, Rich. I don't really have many, many thoughts on it. Like, I, I think, you know, they're they're just pontificating and forecasting. I think it's it's nice to see the Vikings move up, you know, after a win. They still kind of – I think it, it's indicative of what they believe about the Vikings not necessarily being there because if you look at record, I don't see why you wouldn't put them number two, but they still have them behind the Chiefs, the Bills. And you're like, well, maybe they – maybe people still don't believe that they are as real as maybe – you know, they think that they are others, you know, believe them to be because, you know, these other teams have two losses, even after a, an ugly loss, you know, to the Jets on Sunday, I would think that the Vikings would have leapfrogged the Bills, but people still, I guess, believe in the collective talent of these other teams. They've proven it, I guess, a little bit more than the Vikings. They're like, uh, not yet. 
If you were to tell me halfway through the season, the Bears were only one spot behind the Packers, the only possible conclusion I could have came to is, well, Bears must be having a heck of a season then. Not the case. Yeah. Packers 24th on the list. Bears right behind them at 25. Wolves played last night. They got the day off today. So we'll catch up with the Wolves tomorrow. Run a little short on time. We got time for one quick one in our Gimme One segment. Gimme One. Real quick here, Reg. Give me one phase of the Vikings team you've seen improve the most since the start of the season to now. Offense, defense, or special teams? Has to be the defense. Especially now that, you know, they've gotten rolling a little bit with the edge department. They are meeting at the quarterback. You know, Daniil Hunter, welcome back. Two sacks uh, on Sunday. That was impressive. That was nice to see. And they're playing complimentary football. Patrick Peterson is coming on. That defense is playing. Harry, three picks in the last three games. Like, it's kind of like a, a resurgent effort because, you know, there were a lot of games, especially earlier in the season, where people are like, man, I don't know how long this defense is going to hold mm -hmm. up. You know, Cam Dantzler goes out with the ankle injury. He missed the rest of the game. A Caleb Evans comes in, balling, balling. Ballin', Cam Bynum dude. is improving, improving week after week. This team on defense looks much improved. They're like playing much more aggressive, more confident, and it's showing because they, like I said, there were several drives on Sunday where they were just punt, punt, punt. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of Tress Way on Sunday, and that was because the defense was absolutely balling and they are improving week after week. Ed Donatel just sitting at home by his fireplace reading his paper, just saying, <laughs> I told you guys, man, I told you as yeah. a process, this is what the first month, five, six, seven weeks looks like. Just trust the process. And sure enough, starting to see that. And all this is coming to fruition. Still haven't even seen Andrew Boot Jr. Haven't really seen Brian Asamoah. All in all, too, just in general, I know Delvin Tomlinson was out. I know Cam Dantzler went out early in that game. But all in all, the health of not just the defense, but the team, has been outstanding. One of the better healthy teams in the league up to this point through these first eight games. All right, that's a wrap today. Remember, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. We're a podcast too, free and available, all platforms. Subscribe, drop us that five-star review. Find us now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's the man, Reggie Wilson, on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV. Check him out every night up on CARE 11. Special thanks to our producer, Matt the Brits. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Be blessed. Spread love today. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.